This is the World in Brief from The Economist. Our top stories. A dam in a Russian-controlled area of southern Ukraine was blown up, unleashing torrents of water across the region. The 30-meter-tall Kakova Dam spans the front lines across the Dnipro River. In response, Ukrainian authorities said they were evacuating 17,000 people and that 24 villages had been flooded. The country's state-owned energy company said the situation at the Zaporizhia nuclear station, which sources water from the dam for cooling, is, quote, under control. Russia and Ukraine blamed each other for the blast. Volodymyr Zelensky, Ukraine's president, lauded his army after it launched its long-anticipated counteroffensive. In his nightly address, Mr. Zelensky praised troops for advancing towards Bakhmut, a town in the country's east. On Tuesday, Russia claimed that it killed around 1,500 Ukrainian troops in thwarting the attacks. However, the Wagner Group, a Russian mercenary outfit, acknowledged that Ukrainian forces had made gains near Bakhmut. America's Securities and Exchange Commission charged Coinbase with operating illegally a day after it sued Binance, a rival crypto exchange, for violating various laws. Coinbase, quote, never registered as a broker, according to the regulator, and offered customers unregistered securities. The SEC has cracked down on the crypto industry to protect investors. Coinbase did not immediately comment on the accusations. Binance denied the charges. The PGA Tour, the world's premier golf circuit, announced that it would merge with its Saudi-funded rival, Live Golf. Live launched its inaugural tour last year, 2022, ostensibly to, quote, reinvigorate an old-fashioned sport. Critics accused it of, quote, sports washing, given Saudi Arabia's dodgy record on human rights. The move will allow golfers, who previously could only compete in one series, to play in a unified tour. Sequoia Capital, an American venture capital giant, announced that it would split off its Chinese business into a separate company. The firm became one of the most successful America-Chinese investing alliances by betting on Chinese tech companies like Alibaba, but rising political tensions between the two countries has made it increasingly difficult to do business. Sequoia's Indian and Southeast Asian arm will also become a new entity. Linda Yaccarino began her first day as Twitter's new chief executive officer, replacing Elon Musk, the social media company's mercurial owner, in the role. Mr. Musk tapped Ms. Yaccarino, a former advertising executive at NBC Universal, for the job last month. Twitter is hoping to reverse a fall in revenue from advertising that started after Mr. Musk's controversial takeover of the firm last October. Prince Harry arrived at the High Court in London to give evidence against the publishers of the Daily Mirror newspaper. He accused the tabloid of, quote, unlawful information gathering, including phone hacking, to write intrusive and damaging stories about him between 1996 and 2009. It is the first time a prominent royal has testified in court since 1891. The Daily Mirror denies any wrongdoing. And figure of the day, $4.5 trillion. The amount of Chinese GDP, about 10% of the projected total, that could be vulnerable to coastal flooding by 2050 because of climate change. And now here's a deeper look at the day ahead. China's grueling exams. A record 12.9 million Chinese high schoolers will start the feared Gaokao exams on Wednesday. They will solve equations, parse English sentences, 
and write about disparate topics. Last year's papers mentioned fireworks, COVID tests, and Go, a board game. Rote learning and patriotism are rewarded. Critical thinking is not. Scores will shape which universities students attend and, therefore, the rest of their lives. Rich city kids have unfair advantages. Government spending on schools is skewed towards cities, and free education ends after the age of 15. But the Gaokao still promises a flawed sort of meritocracy, and few things outrage the public as much as cheats. This week, the government pleaded, quote, The exam may be worth a lot, but honesty is worth more. Still, it is not taking chances. More cities are using facial recognition cameras this year to stop professional test-takers posing as students, and telecom companies will, reportedly, power down the signal near exam halls to thwart electronic cheating. Australia's economy slows but doesn't sink. Data released on Wednesday will probably show that Australia's economy is slowing as its monetary tightening blitz continues. The Reserve Bank defied predictions on Tuesday by raising interest rates for the 12th time since May 2022 to 4.1%. Inflation is too persistent, the bank's governor warned. Annual inflation nudged up to 6.8% in April from 6.3% in March, though core measures fell. And on June 2nd, Australia's Industrial Relations Commission hiked minimum wages by 8.6%, which could be inflationary. Australians frequently worry about a recession. The country rarely suffers one, but it is something of a national obsession. Most have variable-rate mortgages, so their bills are rising by the month. Spending elsewhere has shriveled. Growth is now predicted to fall to its lowest rate since Sydney was last in lockdown. Central bankers still expect the economy to muddle through with growth of 1.25% in 2023. But if interest rates rise further, that might prove optimistic. Mike Pence joins the presidential race. On Wednesday, Mike Pence will launch his presidential campaign in Des Moines, Iowa. The celebratory feel, it is his 64th birthday, will be tempered by the reality that his bid is unlikely to succeed. Only 5% of Republicans plan to vote for America's former vice president. Mr. Pence is caught between a need to court Republicans fed up with Donald Trump, his old boss, and to not alienate MAGA devotees, many of whom already despise him for certifying Joe Biden's win in 2020. That makes for a muddled pitch, which Mr. Pence will surely deliver in his robotic monotone. As a devout Christian, he will try to bank the religious vote, hence his focus on Iowa, where evangelicals comprise roughly two-thirds of Republican voters. After Mr. Trump refused to commit to signing a federal ban on abortion if re-elected, a prominent evangelical in Iowa declared that the caucus had been, quote, flung wide open. Mr. Pence must pray that is true. Taking the Temperature of Canada's Economy On Wednesday, Canada's latest set of trade figures for April will be released. 
They will be watched closely. Both imports and exports, particularly of commodities, decreased in March. Another drop, especially for imports, would suggest a cooling economy, which may come as a relief, given that much effort in Canada, as elsewhere, has recently been expended trying to tackle inflation. Other signs, however, point towards an economy running hotter than expected, or desired. GDP increased by 0.8% in the first quarter of the year, double the rate projected by the Bank of Canada. Labor shortages remain a problem. In the bank's most recent business survey, companies reported a lack of workers as their second biggest concern, after price pressures. Rising costs explain why the bank's decision on interest rates, also on Wednesday, will also be nervously awaited. The prime lending rate has been 4.5% since January. Another hike will show that worries about inflation still abound. Test Cricket's World Championship Bowls On Unlike shorter forms of the game, Test Cricket, the version played over up to five days, used to have no World Cup. Thus the question, which is the best team in the world, had no definitive answer. That fueled hours of happy debate among some fans, but left others frustrated. So, in 2019, the International Cricket Council, the game's governing body, introduced the World Test Championship to settle the matter. The ICC awards points for winning matches over a two-year cycle and then invites the two top teams to play a one-off match to determine the overall winner. In the first final, in 2021, plucky New Zealand saw off mighty India and created a good news story. On Wednesday, the second final begins at the Oval Ground in London. India is back this time facing Australia. As neither team has competed in a test match in months, anything could happen. But an exciting game in front of packed stands would justify the ICC's tinkering. Daily Quiz Our baristas will serve you a new question each day this week. On Friday, your challenge is to give us all five answers and, as important, tell us the connecting theme. Email your responses and include mention of your home city and country by 1700 GMT on Friday to quizespresso at economist.com. We'll pick randomly from those with the right answers and crown three winners on Saturday. Wednesday. What phrase is used to describe the practice of demanding public spending that will benefit the constituents of an elected politician? Tuesday. Members of which profession were the first to hear of Jesus' birth, according to Luke's Gospel? Finally, here's the quote of the day from Alice Moore Hubbard, who was born on this day in 1861. Teaching is successful only as it causes people to think for themselves. That's the world in brief from The Economist, available three times every day of the week. You can also hear interviews and analysis from our journalists, including our current affairs podcast, The Intelligence, on your podcast app. And subscribers to The Economist have access to each week's full edition in audio. Just download The Economist app to start listening.